0: Welcome to Gin Spired, brought to you by the TheGinShop.ca. This podcast will take you on a journey into the world of gin, where you'll experience this versatile spirit in ways you never thought possible. Now the host of Gin Spired, Heather E. Wilson. Hello and welcome to Gin Spired, where we talk about and celebrate everything about the wonderful juniper-laced spirit called Gin. I'm your host, Heathery Wilson. And on today's episode, I welcome Audrey Fung, a gin enthusiast who's a pharmacist by day and an amateur bartender by night. She has fun making gin cocktails, taking pictures of them, and most of all, drinking them. Today, we're going to chat about her love of gin, her growing Instagram account, and of course, her favorite gins and cocktails. Welcome, Audrey. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah. So before we get started, as with all episodes, we're going to start by sharing what we are drinking. And so, Audrey, you get to go first. What are you drinking today? I'm drinking a blackberry
1: gin soda today with gin, blackberry liqueur, and club soda.
0: Very yummy sounding, very refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, today I'm having. A Canadian Tuxedo. It's one of the cocktails actually in Gin Spired, the ultimate gin cookbook. And it's made with gin, dry vermouth, maple syrup, three dashes of maraschino liqueur, and two dashes of orange bitters. And it's the perfect Canadian winter cocktail. Mm -mm -mm. So good. Okay, so let's talk about you and how this all started Did you always love gin? Like how did your passion first start?
1: I actually never drank gin as an adult until the fall of 2019. What? Wow. Yeah. I have a vague memory of trying it as a kid, you know, sneaking out of my parents' liquor cabinet when I was maybe 15 and it was horrible. (laughs)
0: Probably like grandmother's lemon gin or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think it was like a Tom Tom Collins mix or something. It was horrible. (laughs) I can understand. (laughs) So friends of mine were throwing a dinner party with a gin tasting. Mm. And when I was invited to this, I thought this actually sounds kind of weird. I don't know if I want to (laughs) go. But I went and my friend is an amazing hostess. Mm. She had a lovely three-course dinner and then afterwards gathered 13 or 15 different gins. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Well, we didn't drink all of them, but Uh. there was quite a variety. There were three or four different tonics, a variety of garnishes. She printed out tasting notes on every gin. And it was a really interesting and really fun
0: evening. Wow. It does sound fun. Okay. So you had a gin tasting one night, but yes. how does that translate to today? Cause we're 2022. So that was still right. Cool. Right. So from that evening, I bought a bottle of Empress
1: gin, which is my favorite from that night. Mm-hmm. And you know, it tasted good. It was fun to make cocktails with because it's this pretty indigo color. And as you know, when you add citrus or tonic it turns pink if you metal cucumber it turns more blue so I started playing with that and then at one point I literally googled best gins and bought a few more (laughs) to add to my collection fast forward a few months into 2020 and we're all locked down due to COVID Mm. like a lot of people I started off COVID baking But as the weather got warmer and my pants were getting tighter, (laughs) I had to shift to something else. (laughs) So I started making gin cocktails and taking pictures of them. One day, one of my friends saw my pictures and his comment was, those are great pictures. You should post them on Instagram. And at that point, I had a personal Instagram account, but most of my friends really aren't on Instagram and they really don't care about gin. But at some point it occurred to me that I could start a second account and have it just be gin focused.
0: That's awesome. Okay. So now you have this awesome Instagram account that shows gorgeous cocktail photos and the recipes too. Like you put even the recipes of what you make, right? So how has that, like, have you found what you were looking for in a sense, like the gin community, you know, people who love gin like me, you know, obviously I found you, we found each other. So, (laughs) you know, and that's one thing I love about Instagram is that we do find our people. Have you found that too?
1: Absolutely. You know, you hear a lot about social media and it being really negative, but that's not at all been my experience. I find the gin community really fun and really supportive and everyone's sharing their latest find and cocktail recipes and maybe some behind the scenes tips to take better pictures. Mm-hmm. It's really been great connecting with people not only in other parts of Canada but all around the world.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I feel exactly the same way because when you have a passion for a certain things such as gin, you want to talk about it with other people. Who exactly? Love the same thing and it's not necessarily your friends, right? no, because they can only listen to so much, right? <laughs> exactly. And for me, living on Prince Edward Island, I tell you, it's few and far between. your <laughs> People kind yeah. of have a crazy look in their eyes when I tell them, you know, <laughs> even that I have a podcast about gin. So yeah. talking to someone like you or other gin lovers in the community, it's so refreshing. And yeah, like you feel like you belong somewhere. Yeah, I mean
1: it gives you sort of the sense of connection mm-hmm. and it shows what we have in common versus, you know, what's different. Yeah. It's been really nice.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about your gins and your cocktails that you showcase because now you've shown lots and you're not just doing Empress, you've got all sorts. So how right. do you pick your gins and cocktails now? And like, you must be getting inspiration from somewhere.
1: Well, I get a lot of inspiration from
0: the other accounts
1: on Instagram. Somebody will post an interesting gin. So then I'll look at some of the reviews and get an idea if it might be something I would like. You know, I'm never going to be that person who takes a sip and says, I taste this, this, this and that. Right. If it's
0: Me neither. Kind of, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. If it's citrus or floral, I get that. But I couldn't tell you what citrus or what floral. So I usually look online and check out some reviews to have an idea because most gins are, what, 60 bucks, right? So you kind of want to know that you're not going to be pouring it down the sink.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I use reviews too. And also Mm -hmm. the selection of gin here is not the same as the selection of gin in where you live or where Mm -hmm. UK lives or someone in the US live, right? And so I love Just seeing gins that maybe I unfortunately can't get right now, but when I travel, I'm like, I'm going to keep an eye out too. Right. It's, I always find that I have a list, you know, I want to have that one. (laughs) Yes,
1: me too. I actually had a gin on my list that I really, really wanted. It was Hendrix Amazonia. I'm a huge Hendrix fan Mm -hmm. and I've had most of their special editions and the Amazonia of course you can't buy in stores it's only sold in duty free shops and of course who's traveling right now right ah! but I know someone who's a commercial pilot and he actually has been on the lookout for me and picked it up for me about 2 weeks ago <laughs>
0: So do you actually have it or is he still has it? No, I
1: have it. I've tasted it. It's amazing. So my point is, if there's a gin you want, you just have to get a little creative and figure out how to get it.
0: Very true. Very true. My sister lives in Vancouver, so she's shipped me stuff. The biggest issue is trying to get stuff from outside of Canada, Mm -hmm. right? From the US Mm -hmm. or the UK. I have the odd time had it come in, but it's a challenge for sure. So.
1: Yeah. And I admit sometimes when I'm looking on Instagram, I get a little jealous of all the choice they have in the UK, for example.
0: No kidding. There's like thousands of them. Yeah. I (laughs) know. I get a little jealous too. Gin envy. But you know what? We still work with what we have and it just... Helps me look forward to when I am going to the UK to visit. And that will be a podcaster. Remember, we're four. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. So we have the Hendrix and the Empress. So, what would you say are you like your top three gins aside from those two? Oh, gosh.
1: It's really hard to decide. And I think it depends on the given day. But I would say that Monkey 47. Mm. is consistently in my top three. And it's one of the very few gins that I can drink just on the rocks. Very smooth, very nice taste. Probably mermaid. And I think four pillars, olive leaf gin. Mm. It's a little different. It's a little savory with the olive taste, but it's very, very smooth, very nice.
0: That's an Australian one. Yes. Which
1: another friend helped me get.
0: (laughs) I was going to say that one definitely is not available here yet, but they have been exporting quite a bit. So, you know, fingers crossed, that not in the too distant future, I'll get a four pillars. Okay. So then what are your favorite cocktails? I think my favorite cocktails probably is
1: a ginger mule. Yes. Ginger beer, mint, lime. Can't go wrong with that. And then have you tried a watermelon sugar? No? What's that? That one is delicious. It's watermelon, gin, bit of simple syrup, bit of lime, bit of basil. Really, really nice summer sip.
0: Mm, I'm definitely going to add that one to my list. (laughs) Okay. So then what about winter?
1: Well, you know, I'm not one of those people who thinks that You can only drink gin in the summer. I mean, it's not.
0: I drink it all year (laughs) long, but there's certain cocktails that kind of lend themselves more to time of year. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I tend to drink the same ones pretty much. I mean, watermelon, obviously, I can't get as easily in the winter. But the gin gin mule, I love. A gimlet Mm, and, you know, different fruity variations with like pomegranate or blood oranges. Yeah, gimlet is really nice. Okay.
0: Yeah, very much. Um, do you make your own garnish or do you like go buy cool, fancy garnishes or do you just because I know your photos you have some really cool, nice garnishes? So, well, thank you. I really
1: appreciate that. You know, sometimes when I take the photos, I get the shot right away, and other times it takes an hour, honestly. And I'm changing the garnishes, I'm changing the glass, I'm changing the backdrop. So, yeah, I really appreciate your saying that. A lot of times, I just try to slice my own garnishes and try to make them interesting.
0: Have you ever done any of those tutorials on how to make fancy garnishes on YouTube or Instagram? Because there's some amazing people on there and I try and I'm like, nope. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) I tried to roll a cucumber rose and I think you need like little hands. I think I need to borrow one of my friend's kids and get them to roll me a rose. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That would be funny. <laughs> yes, the fanciest for me is I dehydrate ah. all my oranges and limes and lemons. I have a dehydrator, and you can do it in the oven too. But uh-huh. once I started having that in my cocktails, it was mm-hmm. life changing. Particularly a Negroni, like dehydrated mm. orange in a Negroni is oh so good because you still get the orangey flavor, you right? Get everything from it, but it just looks really cool, especially a yeah. blood orange. Dehydrated dehydrate ah. a blood orange. They are super cool to say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I have to admit I was lazy and I bought some dehydrated citrus, <laughs> but yeah, I do like the way it looks and I like how you can sort of float it on top of the
0: cocktail too. Yeah. 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 So you obviously you've bought lots of cool glasses and all the cool little picks and Vancouver must be an amazing place to have selection for stuff like that. Or do you order it all online?
1: It's actually been harder to find cool glasses than I thought it would be. I went to, you know, those stores where they sell things that people don't want anymore. Oh, like discords or something? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I thought I could just buy like a single glass, but you can't. You have to buy them in sets. And I'm thinking, I don't really need another set of four. So it's been kind of tricky sometimes. I did find glasses recently at Ikea of all places. They sell them singly.
0: Really? Hmm. Yeah that's interesting i've never thought to look in ikea yeah huh yeah. have you gone on to the cocktail emporium website they sell no. it individually they're from toronto and they uh-huh. have everything just putting that okay in. i'll have and to I check not that affiliated out with them in any way shape, form. <laughs> i just really love their stuff yeah so check it out they're really yeah good. i have to look into it yeah for sure Okay. Um, okay. So let's talk about a fun gin incident story. I know you said you had one or two for me. Yeah. You know, my incidents are fairly tame because I
1: haven't been drinking gin that long. And of mm-hmm. course we've had some restrictions, but last spring I had the idea that I would take a picture of a gin and tonic featuring Roku gin. Mm. It has beautiful cherry blossoms etched mm-hmm. into the glass because cherry blossoms one of the botanicals. And I'm really lucky that we actually have cherry blossoms here in April. So there's a park about a 10 minute drive from my house. I thought I would pack up my stuff, go there and take a picture. And I went fairly early, like 8.30 on a Monday morning, thinking it's not going to be too crowded because it's, you know, not legal to have open liquor yeah, no <laughs> in kidding. open spaces. So I pull into the parking lot and it's a little busier than I thought it would be. But I see a picnic table a bit further away, so I figure I can go get my picture. And it actually worked out for the picture because I wanted to get the whole tree in the background. So I set up on the picnic table and I start taking the picture. And I'm really getting into taking the picture and to get the angle I want, like my butt's half on the bench, half not, and leaning back. <laughs> And I look up at one point and I see this couple and they're walking, but they're not looking at the trees and they're not looking where they're going. Their heads are turned at the side and they're looking at me and they're probably thinking, what is this crazy woman doing? And then I, you know, kind of sit up a little bit and then I see this other person and it's like, are they taking a picture of me? (laughs) Like what's going on? I'm drawing a little too much attention here. Mm. So I just quickly packed up and... Went on my way.
0: (laughs) They thought you were a famous photographer.
1: Yeah, I don't know. They probably (laughs) thought there's a crazy woman. Should we be calling someone?
0: (laughs) No. Well, it's not like you were sitting there (laughs) drinking the cocktails. You were taking pictures, taking photos. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. People do that in weird places now all the time. It's actually a lot more common, but they probably were like wondering how famous photographer or something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a great story. Okay. So, Let's just talk about your Instagram account again for a minute or two. So what's next? Like, do you create like a plan for your Instagram account? Like, do you know every day what you're going to be posting? Or do you just like, oh, today I'm going to make a ginger mule and take a photo? Or do you actually think about it and plan it out?
1: I do plan it out to a certain extent. I try to alternate between a gin and tonic, focusing on a bottle of gin, and then a cocktail. And then every now and then I insert something kind of fun and not either one of those things, like popsicles in the summer or gummy bears. And I kind of try to take pictures on the days when it's sunny. Because in Vancouver, from what, October to March, it's overcast and gray. So if there's a sunny day, it's like, okay, I got a drink and I got to take a (laughs)
0: picture. Today we are taking 15 cocktail photos. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's true because natural light is absolutely the best, right? And do you find you take most years outside or more inside?
1: I take most of mine inside. I do have one room that has really good light. And, you know, while obviously I want the gin or the cocktail to be the focus of the picture, I'm trying to make an interesting picture. Mm-hmm. So I'm pulling photos and paintings off my walls. and I make backgrounds using foam board and shelf paper. So mostly it's inside. It's too hard really for me to go outside because you've got ice that's moving and garnishes and mm-hmm. it's just a little too drippy and messy. <laughs>
0: Wind, yeah. Yeah. So, were you into photography before you had your Instagram account? Like, you said you were taking photos previously, but from my own experience with the cookbook and just my own social media, I find photography extremely challenging. (laughs) So, and I tried to take courses, I tried to do all this, and like I just gave up and hired a photographer. (laughs) You're really good at it, so did you take any kind of Training, just watching YouTube. Videos, no. Just like... No,
1: I have never taken any training. I've never watched a video. I just what? snap pictures with my iPhone and I just like look for something that looks good to me.
0: Wow. I wish I had that natural talent. <laughs> Won't even go there. But yeah, no, that's amazing. I'm so jealous of that skill. <laughs>
1: And you know, the photography aspect has actually been a really fun part of it. I mean, obviously the gin is the Mm -hmm. focus, but taking the pictures has been fun and it's let me get in touch with like that creative half of my brain because, you know, the rest of the time I have to be very like scientific and organized and, Mm -hmm. you know, attention to detail. So it's been fun being creative.
0: Yeah. Because I imagine being a pharmacist is, you have to be attention to detail. You have to be really focused.
1: Yeah. And you have to sort of like, you know, think ahead what might happen and this is what you should do and this is what you shouldn't do kind of thing. Right.
0: Versus taking a photo. It's whatever you want to do. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm.
1: But, you know, on Instagram, it's actually really interesting because some of the bigger accounts are really good about sharing behind the scenes tips. Mm -hmm. I actually learned to go to the dollar store and buy a blank canvas and a couple of clamps to make something to help to reflect the light. So the pictures are brighter.
0: Hmm, great tip great tip so
1: what's next for you well you know there's a few distilleries in Vancouver I think you actually had a guest on your podcast a couple of weeks ago so I would love to go to one of the local distilleries learn a little bit about how they make their gin I have an idea in mind for a photo it involves a friend with a small plane I've already (laughs) thrown the idea out. He's agreeable to it. So I just got to make it happen.
0: (laughs) Wow, that sounds fun. Yeah. I've been to quite a few distilleries and done their tours. It is awesome. Highly recommend. And this is for everybody listening. Go to as many distilleries and do tours and tastings as you can because they're all different and they all have unique stories. And it's really fun. just super fun. Once things are open, if you can go, highly recommend it. And take a few people with you. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anything else before we finish up? Anything else you want to share?
1: Mm, I don't think so. I think we've covered it all.
0: Yeah, well, there you have it everything you ever wanted to know about Audrey's Instagram account, which you should follow, by the way, the awesomeness of the gin community, some really wonderful gins and cocktails to try, even some photo tips and so much more. (laughs) Thank you so much, Audrey, for being here today. Thank you for asking me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And thank you for listening. Be sure to leave us a review and check out the show notes for a link to Audrey's Instagram account and theginshop.ca for all your gin clothing and novelty needs. Until next time, remember, all you need is love and gin. Thanks for listening to this episode of GinSpired, brought to you by theginshop.ca. If we've gin inspired you, let us know by leaving us a comment and a review. Or drop us a note at heather at the ginshop.ca. We may even read your email or feature your gin inspirational story in an upcoming episode. And remember to follow us on social media. Until next time, let the party be gin.